in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Well, hey, folks, this is Archie Mason, your host. Welcome to another episode of That Farm Life Podcast. We are well over 100 episodes. I think we are 120, 125. So thank you uh, for all of you out there in the listening audience. We are in every state in the U.S., and I think they shared with me just yesterday it's 40 or 50 countries now. So all the folks all around the world, uh, thank you so much for being uh, a listener of the podcast. And I believe what we talk about is always helpful, and that's what we're going to do today. Hey, before we jump into our special guest, just remember, you can check us out at agrihealth.net. We have a saying, it's okay not to be okay. And so on That Farm Life podcast, we just kind of walk through the stories of life with folks, how we all deal with the stress and strain uh, of farm life. Uh, my wife looked out the uh, kitchen window yesterday and said, we got a replacement heifer out there. You're going to have to keep an eye on. I said, yeah. And we've been through this before. And that's one of the stress and strains. She is not looking good. So we just kind of walk through how we deal with stuff on the farm, uh, how that affects us and how we deal with it. So I believe a day will be helpful uh, to someone out there. Today, we have Kelly Lamers with us. Kelly, thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Sure. Okay. I live in a very small town, born and raised in Northeast Arkansas. Uh, it is Dell and population 250. And I was, I lived here. And what did you say the life. population was? <laughs> 250. 250. Yes. And I'm, I'm quite proud to have about eight or nine of those folks uh, in right. my own household. So That's exactly uh, right. we keep the population going. <laughs> So, yes, I was born and raised here. Um, My parents are both school teachers, so I've um, always had uh, education has always been the forefront of my mind and something I just could not deny um, all of my life. And so that's something I've been um, I just finished my last I hope last degree. I finished a doctorate this summer. So thanks to my parents, I have always been a lifelong learner and tried to instill that in children. and, And my husband is as well. But I met him here in Dell at Dell Baptist Church when we were probably toddlers. We were both born and raised in this small town. I have loved him my whole life. He was always the boy next door. So uh, we went off to college together. We did get the chance to go to Fayetteville uh, to the university there. So that was kind of fun to live on the other side of the state for a little bit and live in a big, bigger city and call the hogs. And anyway, that we, we thoroughly enjoyed our time together um, over there. We came home though, and he got to farming, and I was a school teacher. Um, we had three boys and went on the mission field for a while. We spent about two years in Uganda and with our young boys, and then we came home and around 2002 had uh, came home in 2004 and had a daughter, and then we had another daughter in 2006. So that's our quiver. Our oldest is now 27, and our youngest is about to turn 17. We still live in Mississippi County, where we farm, and I'm now um, a therapist. Wow. Well, congratulations (laughs) on 
All of that. That is an amazing story. So, okay, let me ask you this. So your mom and dad were school teachers. You're about to yes. uh, graduate with your doctorate, you said, right? Yes, That's I kind of, did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And so you really didn't grow up in that. Uh, you grew up in the education system. My mom mm-hmm. was a librarian. My dad worked for the USDA, so I, I get that. Um, and you decided to, re- you know, go back to school and become a therapist. So tell us about mm-hmm. that. what prompted that. What led you to do that? Well, so I was in the school setting as a teacher, and I realized um, teachers, uh, God bless them, there is a special place in heaven for public school teachers and and private school and homeschool <laughs> teachers. Yeah. I have done it all. Um, and there is so much to a child. And and when you sit down and you try to teach someone, child or adult, if you're not meeting those basic physiological and mental health needs, you will never get math um, embedded or reading or science. So I just realized they needed help and support. And I wanted to take on that role. So I actually went back to become a school counselor. Um, and as I was doing that, I fell in love with mental health and and the whole therapeutic um, industry. So I also did a dual kind of a dual um, completion there. And I, I was a school counselor, my degree is school counseling. And I went on and became a licensed therapist in Arkansas. Um, so I had the full uh, gamut of, uh, I guess, of, of understanding mental health from different perspectives. Wow. Well, okay. So my wife was, I taught public school for 23 years. And so mm-hmm. uh, I understand completely what you're talking about. When you say that. Now, let me just, because you mentioned something earlier, real quick, I'm going to back up to it and we're going to come back. Sure. To y'all's operation, but you guys served on the mission field and you yes. in Uganda, right? For yes. So tell us about that. What did you do? What what led y'all? At, you know, yeah. came back and sounded like you had a couple more kids when you came back, or <laughs> we did. Okay, so what so led you, you there? And for two years. Yes, that is a, just a, a great story in and of itself. Um, you know, we came home from Fayetteville. We we were young and we started our family. My husband farmed and the farm was was going well. This is in the late 90s and and we loved it. I just loved our family. We lived right in front of the farm shop and, you know, we had these little two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old and they could just go out, see daddy's combine coming and run out, you know, sprinting to get on that tractor or combine. And um, But for some reason, we both felt something was off, something was wrong. And we didn't know what, we do not come from a mission background. We didn't, neither one of us had ever been overseas. I don't believe we had never been on an airplane at this point. We we were simple folks <laughs> and enjoyed it. And, and of course young. Um, but so we just came together and, you know, we've always been Christians. We both were saved as children and grew up in church together and Bible studies together. And so we just said, you know, we, we just need to pray about it. So we took a month and we prayed separately and then we decided we would come back and both say, what has God let, what is wrong here? What, what are we missing? How are we not happy? Um, and we both came back and said, we feel like we're supposed to go on the mission field. And we did not know if that was a possibility. We did not feel qualified. Um, and then at that point, we d- took a step forward and contacted the IMB. And we said, look, we, we're not, we've never been to seminary. We're not preachers. Um, this is what we have. And they said, immediately, we can use you. So we went through that process with them and went to six, to eight weeks of training in Richmond, Virginia, uh, where we were really cut off from our family for the for the first time, really cut off from our family. And we had these three little, you know, grandsons that uh, grandparents were just just having. This was a family farm, you know, and here we were pulling yeah. away from it. And that was definitely not um, not heard of. And it didn't make sense to most folks. But w- from that point forward, we had a peace in our hearts and we were like, we, we're going to follow through. And so we did that. We did a two-year commitment. Um, so we took our, it was two-year-old, four-year-old, and six-year-old boys at that time, 
to a little tiny town in Uganda where the IMB planted us. Um, and we lived among uh, the Manuro people for two years and uh, just changed our lives, our outlooks, our perspectives and everything. Um, and we did come home with the thought that maybe that was meant to be a career. And so Jeff went to seminary and, and he got his seminary um, degree and he started preaching a little on the side and then he got to, to be a bivocational pastor. So um, we began to feel that, no, our, our lives were meant more to be here, but we needed that aspect to open our hearts to the world. And since that time, we've taken multiple mission trips and we're always we now try to lead and engage our church and missions, youth group and missions. Um, our hearts are always really toward Africa, but other nations as well. And um, so, you know, we, we both in fact, we intend to go to Lesotho uh, for about a month this winter um, to serve as agricultural missionaries there for a little while. So it's just always been a part of our lives. And God has enabled us to intertwine that with our farm um, operation as well. And if he'll allow us to have a little bit of both worlds, then we're going to continue doing that. Now, that is an amazing that is an amazing story. Hey, number one, I know I can speak on behalf of uh, all those believers out there. Let's thank you for your service and uh, oh. I am being going serving on the field, just being obedient. Hey, so did y'all do agriculture when you were there? Was that kind of your platform and you just help the folks you're working with? Well, so the International Mission Board at that time had taken a turn and they were getting away at that point from platforms. And it was more everybody's a church planner. And that's what we went through our training and learned. You're a church planner. So you will share the gospel. You will plant churches. And um, but obviously being in an agricultural area, everybody, if you want to eat in Uganda, you farm, um, you you have your garden. So that was really neat because that's the first thing we did. Jeff went in our backyard and set up um, a garden farm and that drew neighbors in. And then they were able to. It was funny because I, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but we took some seeds with us. My mom kept sending us packets of seeds and none of it would grow <laughs> over there. We were yeah. so excited to have pumpkins and watermelon and, you know, our stuff just didn't grow. So we we learned to lean on those around us and we let our neighbors help us and we borrowed their seeds and um, and they got to show us. And then Jeff was able to share with them um, about farming. But we our technical um, title was really church planning. And yeah. so he went into neighborhoods um, in, out into the, the bush area um, to plant churches. And then he would come back into our town. Um, you know, each day there would be trips out finding areas that were unreached. Um, yeah. but yes, the agriculture background, 100%. And of course my education background enabled me to, to teach English, to learn their language. You know, we would actually have language class in my kitchen table. Um, so I opened our garage doors. I was homeschooling my children. So the, the women would bring their children over and We'd have Bible story time together and the children, you know, my, our children communicated with them through toys and playing. And um, it was it was a unique experience. Definitely. We were created for that job, though we never knew it. Um, and and God led us into a place where we could definitely serve for that time being. Wow. And so coming back to the U.S., like you said, just gave you a different maybe a different perspective, mm -hmm. kind of opened your eyes yes. to, to that around the world. That is so yeah. cool. Wow. Hey, OK, so another question. And let's just kind of change gears. So you guys came sure. back. You're uh, completing your doctorate. You're doing all that. You uh, And Mandy shared with me that you guys recently made some changes in how you run your operation. OK, so tell us about that, that for all the folks out there, ranchers or row crop farmers, or whatever they may, they're, they're going to be interested in this. So what did y'all sure. do? So we were restructuring our farm anyway. Um, we have a family farm. It began with Jeff's dad and then uh, Jeff and his sister and brother-in-law and I kind of operate this really huge farm. and. Our kids are now adults and they're having kids. So we had decided we need to really 
separate out that way our kids can, you know, my, we can do ours the way we need to do it. They can do theirs. So, so we started with that. We just separated out our land. So we're farming fewer acres, uh, but it's just the two of us and then those that we've hired. And so Jeff was really um, said, you know, from the beginning, how can we improve our culture of our farm? You know, it, it, I was completing my um, my doctorate in leadership. And part of that is is a lot of culture. And, and when you lead, how to have a positive culture and a, a workplace where people are satisfied and want to come to work. And, you know, we weren't looking for the Google uh, model where we have water slides and, and all that. But but. <laughs> How can, how can this be a place where when when we walk in the door, we're smiling, you know, from the at, the, at least at the start of the day, you know, may not yeah. be at noon, but at least at the start of the day. And I said, well, you know, if you want to do that, you have to be intentional. Um, we can do things uh, to to modify our culture, but we have to be intentional about it. We have to truly invest in those who work with us. So we immediately began to see our workers as teammates. That's what we call them. Okay. We're a team. Okay. Um, yeah, we call them. We call everybody on our, our team teammates. This is our our team, our operation, um, and everybody is important. And we want them to know that, that, that we can't have Lammers Farms without them. And so every Monday, we pull together and we have a morning meeting, Monday meeting, and I bring something to eat for breakfast. It might be muffins or cinnamon rolls, or um, I've done breakfast burritos, that kind of stuff. And, wow. and we sit in our, in our office, and then we take a few moments and we talk about mental health. <laughs> we talk about um, what it takes to to stay um, alert, to stay intentional, to be satisfied, to have a joy in your heart and a joy in your life, and um, you know that that if if there is a depressive thought, if there is an anxiety uh, in your heart, in your mind today, you can let it go here. This is a place you can talk about it. We're not afraid of these issues. Um, I recently. You know, I've, I've been very interested in this, but I've recently found that there's just a, a great deal of depression um, among farmers and among ag-related ag industry. And um, that saddened me. And I thought, you know, we, we need to do something about that. We're all humans. Um, we all struggle. And sometimes just saying that out loud is so helpful. And letting these men see, you know, this is not a Lone Ranger job, um, although it does feel like one. And this is not this is not the end of the world. If, if today goes poorly. We always, God willing, have tomorrow to start all over. So, so really, that's what we've started. I, I, you know, I said, if we're going to have a culture change, we need to listen to those around us and truly listen, listen with our eyes and with our head and with our hearts um, and show, show our teammates that uh, we're here for them and uh, we're concerned about them. And, you know, if you need someone to talk to, come to us. Don't suffer alone. Don't ever suffer alone. Um, so that's how it started. And we do our Monday meetings. And sometimes the topics are are things like stewardship. God has given us this. We are all stewards. Farmers are world-class environmentalists um, at heart. You know, we want to take care of this earth more than anyone else. So we talk about stewardship. We talk about charity, giving back. Um, we celebrate birthdays together. Um, we celebrate other big events. We have someone getting married uh, in on our team this summer. So that's, that's exciting. Um, we talk about perseverance. Um, we talk about today, you may face a disappointment, um, but if you open your eyes, you may find an unexpected joy. Um, so, you know, we just, it's a positive, encouraging time that we do every Monday. Um, and I think it has helped. It's new. We've just started this. Um, but I know Jeff tells me everyone seems to look forward to it. And on the Mondays that are, for some reason, we can't meet, um, everybody's a little bit sad. <laughs> hey, they're missing <laughs> the cinnamon rolls. That's what it is. I think it is. burritos. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, that's a great idea. You know, everyone on the farm, I know my friends, they all have those meetings, but it's not regarding that. It's generally, hey, here's what we're doing today. This is where you go. You got to hurry up. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. You know, uh, well, that's great. Do you, so do you think you may create some resources for that? So what if there's some farmers out there that say, hey, I'm interested in that, but that's completely different what we do. But there's been a high sure. turnover rate among employees. You know, everybody's not happy. How can we help them? You got any way to encourage them or maybe a resource to point them to? Well, so, yes, I, I would personally be more than happy to share what I do with anyone. Um, if someone personally contacted me, I don't have anything that I've produced because this is so new. Yeah. Um, so we're just in our, our first six months. And and I even told Jeff, you know, anything culture change is slow. And anyone that says they have a quick fix, I believe almost in any aspect in life is is probably misleading. Um, so, you know, if you really want to see a change in your family, in your own life, in your business, um, you have to be prepared to invest. It's a it's a long term uh, culture is is kind of similar to a climate. Um, so it's not something that you just it's not turning turning a switch. So so I haven't actually put together or published what we're doing because it's still much a learning process for me um, as it is, I think, for everyone on our farm. But definitely I can share what we do. It never hurt uh, to invest in the lives of others, to listen to other to others, to um, share a smile. And, you know, listening doesn't require a degree uh, to be a good listener. You don't have to be a therapist. You don't have to be um, a professional of any type. And and sometimes those behind the scenes people are the best listeners. Um, so that's number one, what I try to encourage people. If you really want to help someone, listen to them and, and put your phone down and <laughs> clear your own mind <laughs> yeah, and, and really right. take their perspective, show some empathy. I t- That was something we talked about two weeks ago was apathy versus empathy. And that was what I shared in our farm meeting um, and how, you know, we, we tend to get in habits of apathy. And maybe we could start thinking more in terms of empathy, uh, taking someone else's perspective for a little while. You know, can you tell us, because I know that it's personal information regarding your teammates, but what would you say are general uh, thoughts or concerns or so just just say, for instance, folks are out there, they got farm operations similar to what you have. They like what you're saying. But what what have you learned over the past half a year that you'd say, hey, these are if someone who's working on the farm as a team member, here's probably general things they deal with that may be different sure. from the owner operator. Sure. You know, we, we have um, teammates that, that work for us that share, um, you know, my, I'm, I'm just going to say something here, kind of, I'll change it a little bit. Like I'm, I'm really sad because my dad is going through cancer. Uh, well, that's a universal struggle. Yes. Um, very few of us don't know someone who's either gone through or is going through. And so the, just to be able to say weekly, hey, how is your dad? Do you need some time off to go be with your dad? Do you what can we do to help you instead of never mentioning it? You know, here you are on our farm day in and day out, possibly for years at a time. Um, and we could go for weeks or months and not even talk about that. But here we are every week checking in with you. Um, someone else may say, I have a child I'm worried about. He's a teenager. Um, I like what you just said. I wish he could hear that. And then I might would say, because of my position, hey, connect me with your child. I, I would be happy. Or, you know, there's a youth group here. Let me take him with me to church here. Or, you know, so it's it's just getting to know people. Those are just some examples of things. But they're, they, everyone carries their baggage. They have their their heart 
they have hurts, they have loves in their heart, um, and they want to share them. Uh, you know, hey, today's my anniversary. Goodness gracious, today's your anniversary. That's <laughs> awesome. How long have you been married? Tell us yeah. about what's your wife's favorite quote. You know, we just yeah. give that person a chance to talk, to share, to laugh with them, um, to share our humanity, and to understand, you know, whether we get the polypop poked um, or not. It's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're all going to leave here in a few minutes and poke polypop. We know that. But just for a moment, uh, let's enjoy this um, fellowship and and feel good about who we're working for and who we're working with. One of the things we share with our teammates is how we give back. We say, did you know that, you know, a portion of our income goes to the International Mission Board? So when you help our farm, you are contributing to missions. Um, we give, we donate to St. Jude. Yeah. So the when our farm makes money, we get to give more out. And so you're a part of that. And I've made a board one time and just wrote all these send relief. We give to send relief. We give to AIM, African Animal Missions. And so you on our farm, you may not realize this. You may not have excess money to give, but do you know that by working for us, you're supporting these things? And I remember when we had that, someone stood up and said, talked about Laboner and how important that was to his family. So on his birthday, we gave a donation to Laboner in his name. Oh, um, wow. He got a Laboner cap uh, <laughs> for that. So, you know, it's neat. We wouldn't have, have known that, but he was able to share his story um, of, of one of his family members and that that hospital and, and just what it meant to him. Okay. So, Kayla, here's a question, hypothetically. If there's a farmer sure. out there uh, or farm man or farm lady, and they go like, hey, what's the benefit of me diving into the life of that person who works for me? I mean, I don't have time. Why would I want to do that? I just want them to do their job. And, Leave me alone. I'm just hypothetical. No, yes, that oh, is. What would you say? If, how would you encourage them? No, that is an actually very valid point. Um, it is work. And in a way, you can open yourself up to taking on someone's burdens that maybe you don't have time for. Maybe you don't have headspace for. But one thing I have learned um, and I have seen professionally as well is that ministering to others is a number one way to combat depression. And what people sometimes don't realize is you have cut yourself off. You are actually not helping yourself. Holding yourself in and being fearful of being involved in the lives of others is actually could contribute um, to mental, you know, problems later or, or just that feeling of sadness or that. So there is a lot, even like going on the mission field, you know, we gained joy by living among some of the most impoverished people in the world. And yet we came back encouraged from them. Um, so, you know, you, it's a risk for sure. Um, but we're only on this earth for a short while. And uh, sometimes investing in the lives of others, helping others, seeing others change, seeing a smile in someone who maybe hasn't smiled it actually does change your own way of looking at the world and your own um, perspective. And maybe for a while you can see this farm operation, while tremendously important to us, is not the end all be all. God maybe put us on this earth for something more than, you know, producing a crop. Well, that's great. I'm so proud that we do that. Um, it could be that he put us here to invest in the life of someone that we're going to come. And then maybe that person's going to teach us or show us something um, or be there when we need it. Yes. Hey, Kelly, if uh, someone, maybe she is an owner operator on a farm, or maybe it's an individual that has an ag background and says, I'm interested 
maybe in what you did and the two-year stint you did with IMB. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to reach out to you, do you feel comfortable maybe giving us your email address so they could just make yes. email? Yeah, you want to go ahead. We'll, hey, folks, too, we'll put it in the show notes, but I'm just going to let Kelly sure. to you. So if you would go ahead, share that with them. Sure. So my email address is, it's easy. It's his six lambs. So it's his, H-I-S, number six, L-A-M-M-S, and then at yahoo.com. Okay. And that's the easiest way to reach me. I'm on Facebook, Kelly Lammers. You know, you can find anybody, message me on Facebook or um, however, you know, whatever the Google search shows. But um, yeah, I, I would be more than happy to help anyone. Well, Kelly, thanks for being with us today. That is a very unique uh, perspective of teammates <laughs> and uh, changing the culture. And sounds like you and your husband, and your family got a great farm operation. So thank, thank you for all that you shared. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's a it's a joy to share. Yeah. Hey, folks, so you heard it right here at that Farm Life podcast. Reach out uh, to Miss Kelly, uh, her husband. You may have an interest in their operation as far as like how they do their Monday morning meetings. As she said, they... Uh, been doing that for about a half a year now, six months or so. Mm-hmm. And so they've saw some positive changes. You may be interested in that. She can kind of point you in the uh, right direction. And uh, hey, just remember too, uh, out there, she and her husband share, they sensed a calling uh, from the from the Lord to to really, you know, leave that farming operation for this period of two years and go. Maybe you're sensing something in your life. Maybe you are a believer and you do sense a calling that God has upon your life. And, and you're nervous about uh, what you leave behind, what it's going to take, you, you know, the unknown. I know they'd be glad to visit with you uh, about that. Uh, I would also, you can reach me at Archie uh, at agrihealth.net. And then also too, maybe out there and you, you know, you are, you say, man, I just don't have purpose in life right now. And I'm out here working and, uh, but you sense God doing something in your life. Uh, either of us would love to visit with you, kind of share our faith walk, our faith story, how we came to Christ uh, with you. So feel free to reach out. Hey, too, if you like the podcast, uh, please subscribe. Let us know uh, how we're doing. And uh, as I said early on, you can check us out. More information, agrihealth.net. Hey, till next week, keep farming and keep the faith. We'll see you then. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the AgriHealth Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith.